If you're just joining us, this is the Gardening Podcast. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. And I'm Andrew Green Thumb Estes. I, they should call me Mr. Black Thumb. Yeah. Why? Because it's a, a dead thumb that you, you didn't want him to whack off of there? Yeah, it's the thumb I used to whack off. Oh. No. Uh, I, I cannot seem to get my vegetables just keep dying. I've already planted a second round of vegetables in my garden because the first ones all withered away. It's the darndest thing. Um, now is is it uh, something you're doing or something that the wildlife in uh, your backyard is doing? I feel like it could be a wildlife thing for sure. Some of it is, but then some of it is just like. I plant like a perfectly healthy little tomato plant mm-hmm. and it just goes and dies. Like maybe the soil is poisoned. Okay. So so they're dying. They're not just disappearing. The There's ones little- that don't get eaten just die, wither and die. Okay. As if like that cursed fig tree from the Bible. Oh, boy. You know, everybody oh. talks about how Jesus was the first hippie. How many hippies do you know who curse a fig tree? <laughs> hippies are supposed to love plants. Yeah. Well, it's... even 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 uh, the hippiest hippie has a little bit of wrath in them. You know, if a fig tree gets your goat, then how are you going to make your artisanal goat yogurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the gardening podcast is canceled. Oh, good. This is already... We were off to a rocky start. The only only gardening I've ever done was tomato plants, and I had that uh, as-seen-on-TV tomato basket hanger thing. The topsy-mato, or whatever they called it. And and it didn't go well either, but I I found out that it was my roommate... uh, who loved tomatoes very much, picking them off of there before they were uh, very large at all. <laughs> like they were supposed to be full-size tomatoes, and as soon as they got up to cherry tomato size, he just couldn't help himself. Yoink! Just eating tiny, hard green tomatoes. <laughs> yep. Was this was this roommate? Was it that old Billy Goat that we're making yogurt from? Um. Um. No, he was a perfect gentleman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he always doffed his top cat cap and uh, kept his uh, bow tie on straight. So I mm. had no issues with that Billy goat. But that Billy boy, let me tell you. Oh, Billy hands boy. Hands off my tomatoes. So I've taken to instead murdering plants. Oh. I feel like if you can't beat them, join them. So who, I, who I exactly all day. are you joining, though? Whoever's been killing my garden. Okay. Now I'm like, well, then I like some sort of dark brotherhood that uh, will uh, maybe I'm joined to kill plants. I'm doing some sort of sacrifice to to get the the uh, uh, whatever malevolent entity is is mad at me Mm -hmm. and not letting my garden flourish. I'm sacrificing these other plants. I don't know. It, it's tricky. Your creeping with plants. Charlie and your uh, mulberry. 
just I'm throwing them all in the fire pit. Yeah, if you you got some life livestock problems, you can you can make a blood sacrifice with uh, like a billy goat or something. Mm-hmm. But with a plant, I I don't know. Do you make like a sugar sacrifice or what? What what is the equivalent of plant blood? I know that I I'm pretty sure that in the Bible there is like a well, there's the story of Cain and Abel, right? Mm-hmm. And Cain got mad because God didn't like his sacrifices because he'd go out and he'd kill like a goat or whatever. He'd hunt down some sort of an animal. And then, and but then Abel, he was a little goody goody and he's like, Look how good my vegetables are. And he was sacrificing vegetables. It's weird to think about, I guess. He would have been a hunter, like a gatherer, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. going out there and like plucking tomatoes. It probably wouldn't have even been grains at that point. He was coming to God with those little tiny withered purple carrots. Mm-hmm. Those I don't disgusting know. Like a- all seed avocados. Do you like this, Lord? <laughs> This guy deserved to die. God was clearly playing favorites. How do you think he did the sacrificing? Like, do you think he'd burn them? Or do you think he'd just, like, throw them at a priest? Like, mm. a, like a, that maybe that's how heckling started. Originally, that was, that was people were giving sacrifices to the priest. They would throw tomatoes. Then the priest was supposed to have a samurai sword, and he'd yeah. chop them. He played uh. Fruit Ninja. <laughs> that was how Fruit Ninja and the Bible got started. Yeah. Now everyone take out your <laughs> iPads and turn to the games folder. Mm-hmm. To the book of Fruit Ninja 2. And the Lord said, please watch this six second ad. The video you're watching is nothing like the game that you will download and play if you click on this ad. Do you know those? Do you know those ads that you get for the video game? It's like, can you save the lady? And then there's like a lady in a pit, and there's gold, and then there's lava, and you're supposed to open these little doors. Oh, and mm-hmm. get the yeah. They all seem very, very simple, but whoever the uh, ghost playing playing the game mm-hmm. in the ad is very, very bad at it. Never gets They're like it right. most people can't can't figure this out, and it's just like. It's two dice. Yeah. No, most people can't figure out these dice. They're crazy as hell. Do you know how the dice work? They got these dots on them. That represents numbers. Can you believe it? They should make like an an app that uh, you can download on, on your phone. And then you get somebody else to download it and actually play the game. But then you just put your math homework questions in there and, and it, it gives them like challenges where it says like, bitch, you can't do this math equation. Oh, that's a really good idea. I bet some kid has figured out that, that you can't crowdsource do that. your homework. You just yeah, you make you make a game like a trivia app. And then every every time that it's uh that you play it you're actually answering this kid's homework so that then he doesn't have to eat one day you uh you open up the the app to play the game mm-hmm. and it's like a little owl with a mortar board on is like 
write a 600 word essay <laughs> on about the what it means revolution. to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you did on your summer vacation. <clears throat> Anyways, this is we don't have a podcast yet. That's the name of the podcast. But it's also the truth. Mm-hmm. It's uh if uh if we were Sisyphus, uh this uh podcast that is or is not a podcast, depending on uh it's uh whatever, uh we, we gotta roll it up the hill again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we were Icarus the last week's attempt at a podcast, mm-hmm. our uncle's work at Nintendo was us flying too close to the sun. And it's uh it's warm rays melting the wax of the wings that our father Daedalus made to escape from what island was it? Uh, maybe just Crete. I think it might have been Crete. I mean, it was plunging uh, down where, where they built the the labyrinth that that uh, the Minotaur, the, the Minotaur's uh, crib. Mm-hmm. That would be a uh, cool MTV cribs. Yeah, the, the Minotaur, and he's just going around like, oh, now if you follow me over here, oh, shit, oh, oh, now where did I, uh, It's a pretty terrible catch-22. The- it would have been a great episode, but of course the Minotaur would have to eat the entire camera crew, so the footage would never make it back to MTV. Mm. And just he's just walking through endless halls trying to find the kitchen. He's like, I got the, the whole fridge just full of Gatorade. You're gonna love it. And then you see like uh like a couple of the like lesser uh no limit soldiers. <laughs> They're also lost, just trying to find their way out. Soldier Slim. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Trying to live solely upon Gatorade. It's the mm-hmm. only sustenance to be found other than other denizens of the labyrinth. He found the Gatorade fridge at one point, and that's what he's been living off of. Yeah. You look in there, and all that they've got left in there is the lemon ice flavor that I hate. I don't even think they make it anymore because it was so bad. Lemon ice. I think they were trying to go for a lemonade, but it's still Gatorade, so it just, it's very lacking. Yeah. Do you have an idea? Yeah, let's change the subject. I I, I got bad vibes bringing up that bad game. Yeah, uh, well, anyway, this this first idea might might help us get over it. It's called, uh, That's My Mantra. And uh, this is going to be a podcast where uh, we try to find out what our mantras are and then also possibly hypothetical mantras for uh, different situations our listeners might find themselves in. Ooh, don't they don't they make you pay for a mantra in transcendental meditation? Um, I, I believe I heard that. I I think that in not I I don't think as a matter of course, but I think that there are a lot of uh, uh, people who are just out there to get your money. Which yeah, is, uh, something we promise to not do all of the time, just yeah. some of the time. I'm gonna I, make I, I my mantra. I would charge you for a mantra. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna make my mantra. I don't need to pay for a mantra. Ho ho! Now what? Catch twenty two. That that those are words to live by. 
but can you really uh, picture yourself saying that to yourself uh, 20 or 30 times a day? No. It's true. I can't. <laughs> um, yeah. What are some, I mean, I guess the only mantras that I can think of are like the, well, you got the God grant me the serenity. Mm-hmm. You can go uh, real simple with uh, Ohm. Ohm. You got there is no spoon. Yeah. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I mm-hmm. will kill you, Fjolnir. Yeah, there's uh, somebody stop me. I was gonna, yeah. Um, who and laid then, all and, the and pussy? Then, and then, then, then you have the realization that that person has to be oneself. The, yeah. The only person who can stop you is you. Mm-hmm. You have to want to stop, Mr. Ipkiss. No one else can <laughs> stop you. You're just running around with some driftwood pressed first, up against your face. The first step is admitting that you need you need to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine when he gets step, to where he's doing, making his amends? <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's what the sequel should have been. It's the, the mask having to go around it. <laughs> it's just a sad, sad mask. Mm. Low energy. Uh, yeah. Looking like, down at his uh, big 1920 shoes. <laughs> it's like I'm Hemming and Han. I'm very sorry uh, for the uh, when I uh, pulled out that tiny bicycle horn and then I squeezed it and it went ooga uh, so hard that it blew your skirt up and everyone could see your panties. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to make excuses. I think it, that that would be kind of like an opposite scenario because uh, usually when somebody has one of these sorts of problems, they have certain people in their life, adult people in their life who try to get them to fall off the wagon, but they, they are uh, trying not to do so for the sake of like ch- their children and such. But in this scenario, all the adults would be like, you stay on the straight and narrow. Don't put that mask on. And all the kids would be like, be a cartoon again. <laughs> Please it, fall off the it. wagon. You're the best substitute teacher ever. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, we all love cocaine sub. Oh, yeah. All right, I have an idea for a podcast. You ever had a substitute teacher just decide to take you on a field trip? Ooh, no. Although my kids... Really big cargo van. We get a whole class in the back of there. My, uh, My kids have had some stories of teachers who clearly are just checked out after the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. there uh one one teacher was a, a biology teacher that they had to uh hire halfway through the school year and it was this incredibly old man that c- came out of retirement to teach they I, he said he'd never teach science again but they dragged him back in <laughs> And he didn't know anything about whatever. It was like AP biology. And he was like, we're going to learn about uh, making paper airplanes. And the children, because it's like the AP biology, they're all like, no, this is wrong. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. I think, isn't that the plot of that sitcom that was on NBC for a while? 
AP Bio. Yeah. My God. Possum My child. Pro- is yeah. Yes, it was living the plot of <laughs> AP Bio. Huh. Except it was an incredibly elderly man instead of uh, Glenn Howerton. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Glenn Howerton in well, old age makeup. Well, uh, possibly also uh, Glenn Howerton uh, is flesh and blood like uh, you and I. Uh, mm. One day will be a very old man, and maybe that will be when it is time to bring AP Bio back for its second life, second yeah. chance. Bring it back, and maybe that a that's one what season doing. show or a two season show. Like it uh, seemed like it was gone pretty fast. I think it ran three or four. Actually, really? I think it. Oh. I think. I think it got a second season, and then it went where all shows go to die. The Peacock Network. Ah, that that explains a why web exclusive at some point. Yeah. Well, that explains why it completely disappeared from from me having any idea that it was still gone. I might have watched it even. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make any promises. All right, I have an idea. Okay. This is called, What Did You Do to Be Here? All right. And this would be where we just, uh, we have like a mobile recording device, and we just go to exclusive places and ask the people in there, what did you do to be here? I had this idea when I was on a plane recently, and... uh I was like having to walk past all the first class people at the front of the plane. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I was like, oh, well, this person is clearly rich. And then some of them, I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. Is this person secretly rich? And then I saw like a, like a boy and he had like a, like a Oilers hoodie on. And I was like, oh, this is some. This is some rich person's kid who's uh, being flown to a rehab center. But I just, I want to talk to people in those fancy, uh, the places where we're not allowed. Yeah. Uh, Behind those I, I, velvet I was ropes. thinking velvet ropes, but you, you were, you were uh, kept out by a shitty curtain. Hmm. I, I, I think that's going to be a tough one to do. We, we might have to actually buy first class seats. Which mm. I do not want to do. It's yeah. It's 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 terrible because if I talk to those people, I might find out a secret where I wouldn't have to pay for the first class seats about how you get upgraded. Look at that. Maybe we could start a GoFundMe, and and it's to get us two first class tickets. Yeah. So that we can just uh, we can or do the invited to a VIP room of some sort. Yeah. The first class tickets, I think that's, we could do it where, what's the, what's the shortest distance you could fly from here? Chicago? Chicago or we Nashville, We only need an maybe? hour. Oh, yeah, Nashville. We If we could fly from here to Nashville, that'll probably take an hour. And we could just have the, we have the Zoom recorder set up and we'll have three mics and we'll just sit down we'll we'll get two seats on the window and we'll trap the person between us and then they'll have to be our guest 
Alternatively, we could just buy the coach tickets and uh, you could fly solo on the podcast while I run interference. Like <laughs> make a big ass out of myself and they, they have to, you know, duct tape me to the seat and everything. Meanwhile, you're getting killer interviews. Oh, so you're you're going to you're going to be running around the back of the plane. Yeah, I'm going to grease so myself up and tape, take my mask off. The and, Sky Marshal is going to be yeah. chasing you around like the Keystone cops. Exactly. What if you? What if we did that and then we got on the plane and you see that guy from all the viral videos with the Burger King crown who shouts the N-word on planes? And you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it looks like I got some competition here. <laughs> I actually... Uh, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, so. <laughs> I, I I think that uh, together we might be a match for the air marshal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hi. Uh, I'm not supposed to be in first class, but what are you? What are you here? And then uh, there's an announcement that comes over the speakers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the air marshal has been uh, taken down. And AJ and the racist <laughs> Burger King, the the, are gre- now... the grease man and Burger King are are the captains now. Burger King and the grease man sounds like a seventies movie about drug smuggling. Yeah, I mean, I was inspired by Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> All right, do you got another one? I do. This one, uh, right now, I'm calling it Tough Beat. And uh, this is a podcast where, I mean, we're going to start with a conversation uh, where we try to figure out who the toughest fighter in every uh, rock and pop band is. Oh. Like, uh, you, you've, you've, you've got this uh, assembl- assemblage of musicians, but uh, one of them just looks like he could wreck house, and the other ones are, you know, shrimpy little nerds. So you're picking out the best fighter from every pop band. Yeah. All right. Back, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Uh, boo, 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 probably Howie. Okay. I don't what know. Maybe maybe AJ. Ooh, oh. Howie or AJ. You know, uh, I don't know that I could name all of the Backstreet Boys. I'd have to look it up. Watch, I'd look it up, and then I'm like, Jason Statham was in the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. Yeah, he definitely would be the one. Yeah, any, before, any of the I many, was, many bands Jason Statham has been in, he's going to be the winner. This is like the it's the Mandela effect, but you just yeah. you you'd never realize Jason Statham had been in a bunch of boy mm-hmm. bands before yeah. he became an actor. I mean, that's obviously actually, my answer for Blackstreet. You were asking. Yeah. Jesus he was also Satan. in Blackstreet. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was in Menudo twice. <laughs> there, there wasn't much overlap between the two Jason Stathams. Like the that. first time, yeah. he had he had this long hair, and then he came back once he went bald, and yeah. He, but he did grow a little fuzz stash. Yeah, <laughs> and he they they tried to pass him off as a different guy named Juan Ramon. <laughs> yeah, for a while there was just a guy named Jason Statham with a British accent in Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but in general, like this this idea was uh, we were figuring these things out. 
would lead to us making uh, a deck building card game. Ooh. In which you uh, collect all the, the toughest musicians so that you, you can uh, put your band together and, and, and have a battle of the bands. Because I very badly want to be a trading card impresario, and uh, I, I think that this is one of many, many different uh, ways that we could uh, make a quick buck with the power of cards. So this this would this would culminate in a trading card game. Yes. Is that so? So I think that this one would probably be like a podcast that has seasons, and once we've uh, really figured out who the the best rock stars and rappers and such are. We'd publish the card game and start a new season of the podcast. And, and then we would, you know, I don't, uh, pick a different topic. The uh, uh, literary characters. We, we would do like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style crossover card game. Ooh, which one? Which one do you think would be the best fighter in the League of Extraordinary? Uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. As Alan Quartermain. <laughs> yeah. No. Prob- probably in that one. Uh, I'm, I'm putting my money on the Invisible Man. Ooh. Who played the Invisible Man in that movie? Nobody, you can't see him. Nobody. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's a mystery. It's John Cena. <laughs> There's one. There's one for the young for the young crowd. Mm-hmm. All right, I have another idea here. This is called World's First Audio Puppet Show. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. So this would just be a puppet show, a puppet theater of the mind. Come with us on a journey of imagination. Now, at first I thought that this could just be um you know, a normal radio play, but you you tell the people to picture puppets. But then I was like, what if we created audio puppets? You're what if gonna... we used the Podtron AI to train to train it to be able to recreate other voices that we could then manipulate to say things? Oh, I mean, like, I like this a lot. At first, I was thinking I've never had my hand inside <coughs> of a sound before, but I, color me intrigued. Well, let me put my hand in a sound here for you and mm-hmm. uh, tell me what you think. Okay. Hello and welcome to Nathan and AJ Bad at podcasting. I'm your host, Liam Shady. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Eminem finally heard our podcast. Let me try and beef with him. Oh. This is an excellent idea, but also it's slightly terrifying because if uh, the M&M AI becomes sentient, we're, we're in big trouble. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to diss us so hard. Yeah. He'll start dissing everyone. Today on the yep. show, my guest is pressing in Joe Biden. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm shady. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so uh yeah that's that's just another idea we could just write a script for uh eminem and joe biden to talk to each other and it'll be the world's first audio puppet show 
Or it could turn out to be something completely different than Eminem talking shit about us uh, to to Joe Biden. Okay. Although I did also let the Padron write an entire script <laughs> of what it would be like if uh, Eminem had a podcast where he talked to Joe Biden about uh, how much he hated us. Should I should I open it up here? Should I just give you a taste? Yeah, give me a little more. All right, hang on a moment. <clears throat> uh, uh, so, President Biden, please call me Joe. Joe, have you heard of these two guys, Nathan and AJ? Unfortunately, yes. They're the, yes, they're the hosts of We Don't Have a Podcast Yet, correct? Yes, correct. I can't say that I've listened to a lot of their show. My wife, Dr. Jill Biden, put it on in the car, and I had to shut it off after the first 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. The other day, they did a segment called Why We Should Talk to the Random Stranger in the Street. First of all, what a ridiculous idea. Why do you need a stranger in the street to be talking to you? Why not go home, have a nice dinner, and then you come back to sit on the corner with the stranger? You're really thinking outside of the box there, Joe. Actually, I'm going to go a step further. What if we put these guys in front of a camera and ask them why? Imagine, I will send you and Nathan and AJ to the White House. I'll even hire you guys to act like you're on We Don't Have a Podcast yet. After we film the segment, I'll send it to a few networks, and you'll see a half-hour episode of the Bensons saying why they should be president. You're going to have to laugh a lot. So I don't know if we should let the Podtron write it as well as do the be the puppets. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like if uh, we're 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 using the puppet voices and we let the Podtron write it, we 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 could end. What what if that's the one that takes off, and then then we just don't have a job, and and just your your artificial intelligence has a podcast deal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, didn't think about that, did I? He'll take over. So, even though it would probably be a better show, I think we have to take a little bit of power out of yeah. his hands. Yeah, we need to be Jim Henson. Yes, right? we, we, we need to have our hands up in those sounds. We gotta be up in there. Anyway, yeah, it just from there, it gets into a whole thing where... Because it's a puppet Joe show, Biden it's not starts- an animatronic show. Joe Biden keeps talking about the presidential bucket. It's a real mess. <laughs> well, actually, uh, you you got me back in. I I am. I, w- I was losing interest, but uh, a presidential bucket sounds. What what says, kind of presidential stuff do do they keep in the bucket? We'll we'll put you up in one of the hotels that just got a new campaign app. That gives that one that gives all their guests extra things. We'll give you an extra room key, a complimentary party room pass, a beachfront upgrade. You'll have a key to a bottle of Dom Perignon. Oh. You'll get a presidential bucket, and you'll make sure to bring the house down at your party on election day. A presidential bucket? Yeah. How do you get a presidential bucket? In addition to the presidential room key, the president presidential party pass, and the presidential bucket, we'll also add some secret access codes. So if Joe Biden happens to be in a meeting at 1120 on November 7th and there's a glitch in the internal clock, we'll know that it's 1120 because 
you're at the bar waiting with for your presidential bucket. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest right now. Uh, I have a short attention span. And as soon as uh, you brought up uh, a bottle of Dom Perignon with a key. <laughs> you will get the key to a bottle of Dom Perignon. That's an invention. Like, uh, you know, those uh, stoppers that you have uh, for wine. That's just like an easy to put back in cork. Mm. If you had one that just had a moving cam on it and mm-hmm. uh, uh, small enough that you have a key, you could actually lock your liquor bottles up so that children or mooches can't get in there. Ooh, they kind of have that. If you go to, if you go to a drugstore that sells liquor, right. Mm. They have those gigantic caps on the top of the yeah, liquor yeah, bottles. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to like go out in the alley and smash the top off of it. And then just drink it like. (laughs) No, you're going to take your Fruit Ninja Katana out and just uh, cleanly slice the the first quarter of an inch off of that bottle. I have the ancient, the ancient blade of Lazarus, Mm -hmm. first of the rabbis. Which is, it's going to be great. But then like, uh, you're going to have a lot of cuts on your lips. Yeah. And uh, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm used to it. I got this sword. I'm swinging it around. Trying to catch tomatoes all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm cut up everywhere. All right, let's let's go to the hotline, folks. If you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at our email address. It's we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com or the podcast hotline seven zero two p o d c a s p. Leave us a message, and we will. Maybe choose your idea. Ideas like this one. Howard Campbell. This is a notification call from our Department of Tax Debt and Financial Settlement Services. There are new programs that can help you reduce or eliminate your debt completely. It's possible that your tax debt can now be considered temporarily non-collectible. You can call me back at my personal desk, 833-312-3241. Oh, well, that's exciting don't really know was that a robo lawyer i think it was a robo lawyer also did it sound like it was slowed down at first or was that just my internet i'm i'm not sure but uh i do you think it on on, if if you call that number you you would get a, a a living person on the other end or do you think that this is just uh you know, somebody made a, a, a podtron for lawyers or for, you know, not for lawyers, but to be a lawyer. Well, I don't know that we can we have the ability to dial out to return this call in any way that would be meaningful to the podcast. But we could we could set it up for next week. We could okay. give this robo lawyer a call. Well, I, do, I, I, I think it would be imperative that we make this phone call from the hotline number and not one of our actual phone yes, numbers. Yes, correct. I do. We do have an email here, uh, uh, idea from an email. Okay. It says, make your penis large. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this is from Kevin. Kevin writes, hi, guys. I discovered your show a couple months ago, and it's my new favorite podcast. 
you often make references that I have to look up to get. Parenthesis. Not that's that not that that's a bad thing. But you also you joke about how that makes you seem old. Maybe you could do a podcast where you make even older references so that people your age can listen to to feel young again. <laughs> okay. So I guess uh you you know fellas you know when you're in the you're in the cave and the the saber-toothed tiger comes in oh boy are those teeth big you know uh you ever notice how piltdown man he walks like this You ever you, you ever notice how when when you're making your cave paintings, nobody wants uh you to slit them open to get their blood because that's what you use for for your cave paintings. Um or you you know like I it might take a while to zero in on on what our uh demographic is exactly like uh this might be more of like a a, a bronze bronze age thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, 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 possibly uh, we have uh, metal tools. Yeah. But uh, also talk- bathing uh, uh, isn't big yet. Yeah. Hello. Hello and welcome to Chariot Talk. How is everybody doing today? We're talking, we're taking calls about people have problems with their chariots. <laughs> and that's I, I imagine uh, Chariot Talk would just be... Uh, uh, building new wheels because somebody used one of those uh, spinning blade things from the Ben Hur chariot race. Oh yeah. Uh, hello, hello. Is, am I speaking to? Wait, what, what would their names be? Cling uh, and clang. Yeah, from the Bronze Age. That, that 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 yeah. Man, it really that's how low the bar is to be the funniest show on NPR. Is that it's a normal show where people talk about cars. And what makes it funny is that the hosts call themselves Click and Clack, and then at the end they give a bunch of fake names like IP Freely. I, I think part of it's just that they don't use the uh, the house style of talking that NPR has. Oh, very nasal and yeah. uh, lisp, sometimes lispy and if you're a lady. Just uh, very, very sober. <laughs> like very so straight laced that that it almost hurts you <laughs> it's i i think that the highlight of any npr listening experience is when they when they hand it over to the bbc news world service mm-hmm. and uh you get a scottish guy oh. trying to speak very seriously about something that's happening in the world but he just sounds like Scrooge McDuck. Um. All right. Thank you, Kevin, for your idea. Yeah. From they, now it, on, let's just, from now on, we'll try to, A, not be so down on ourselves about uh, the fact that we are so incredibly old and that old people like us need to feel young again. But B... Try to make even older references. I think that is the solution mm-hmm. to our problem. Yeah. Uh, we need to go older. <laughs> Dig in. Do you think that we could make a podcast that's so good that uh, it brings color into the world of, of our uh, 
contemporary listeners, much like the 1999 film Pleasantville. Ooh. I, I would like to, to be that guy who, who makes you see that apple in, in bright red for the first time. Now, doesn't that happen because of sex? Um, Are you going to go not around? exclusively, but I, I think just, that I can looking, fuck the red onto an apple. You're, or trying, you're just looking for an excuse to go around banging old black and white ba- ladies. <laughs> Indeed. You just you come out of the Bill and Ted time machine and just like crack your knuckles. Well, let's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> Go back into those black and white times and show them what, what a future man has, which is <clears throat> uh, just uh, a slightly less pasty penis. Mm. All right. Let's, let's, let's ask the Podtron. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We train it using a list of the most popular podcasts in the world, and then it generates a new list of names that could be equally popular. Podcast names like George Clooney Does Not Care About You. Are you sure? Did he tell you that? That uh, look, this is I, just I, what the I go to see all of his movies. I think you are mistaken. Well, I, for the sake of argument, this is the name of the podcast. Maybe we don't actually believe it. We're like, you know, like Tucker Carlson. I know where this his is family for lives. Enter- this is just for entertainment. Okay. That's that. That's it, and that's all. We we're just out here, and we're trying to convince people that George Clooney doesn't care about them, and then Clooney has to spend a bunch of time doing counter PR and that's getting our names out there. Oh, the Kloon dog. He's trying so hard. He's going door to door saying, don't, don't believe hey, uh, what, heard, what you hear on, on weird podcasts. Hey, I heard that, uh, you know, there's some guys saying some stuff. My oh, love knows no bounds. Uh, I love can each I come and in? every can one I... of you. Can I just come in and, and like uh, clean up your house a little bit just to, just to prove that I love you? Yeah. Please For go George see my new Clooney movie. Clooney loved the world so much that he gave his uh, own begotten uh, coffee machine. Yeah, George Clooney does his own version of Passion of the Christ, but where he's God in heaven and he's looking down going, I did this. I did this for every single person on the earth, even the sinners. I love them all so much. I sent my only begotten son. He he doesn't have a son though. That's that's why I, I that's I figured, problem. Like, what's the closest thing to a son is coffee machine. What if he actually had a son, mm-hmm. and then allowed him to be crucified just to show how much he loved the world? <laughs> In a thrilling PR stunt, George Clooney has a son. His only heir, and then crucifies him on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what, what if it's like an Abraham and Isaac sort of situation like, where God's like, "Whoa, whoa, hold it, hold it!" And, and Clooney's like, "No, no, 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 take it and take these backsies." <laughs> the people, the people of Earth need this. They must know the show how great must my love go is on. for them. Yeah. <laughs> 
I honestly thought when I read that out loud, I, there was a moment where I thought that it just I like deja vu. I was like, oh, no, have we done this before? But no, the only other thing that I could find was in an old episode. We said something about no Clooney's are safe. Oh, so I guess well, that's because the master Clooney is going to crucify them. Yeah. All right. You, you got one from the Padron. I do. Uh, this one is uh, Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three. Which, uh, to my knowledge, uh, Sleepy Hollow uh, episode one was where it ended. Uh, Lazy ass Washington Irving never got around to uh, completing the trilogy, so it falls to us and the Podtron to right that wrong. Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three. You thought a headless horseman was scary? What about a horseman with too many heads? He's a horse. He's the double-headed horseman. What about a uh, amphibious horse? You know, you, you you get on a boat and you're like, ah, I've got to, got him at bay, and then and then that horse starts water skimming. Maybe like his legs it's... fly out to the side, and then he's just <laughs> yeah, he's got like webbing in between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> he can glide like a flying squirrel. Uh, what about what about this? What about a horseless headman? And he's got no horse. Uh huh. Great big head. Now like, is this a head... headman like uh like the guy who cuts off heads with a giant axe? No, he's a head. He's imagine picture in your mind. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Go to your mind palace. Yeah. I want you to picture like a like a five foot tall head, just a big head. <laughs> Like a prize <laughs> pumpkin at the state fair. Okay, all right. And then a little one foot tall body. And he's okay. got no horse. And he's dressed in a little, uh, you know, Washington Irving times clothes. He's got like knickerbockers and little silk pantaloons. Yeah. And he's just, he is booking it after you through the woods. <laughs> now, how does, he, little how, tiny how does body. he hold that that giant head up? Is there like some sort of it's, scaffolding? Oh, suddenly in this, the third episode, you're going to start to question <laughs> how it works. The first guy had no head. That's fair. That's fair. Well, but, I, uh, I, yeah. I just wanted you to describe uh, his uh, rippling neck muscles. Yeah. No, he's got no neck at yeah. all. It's just like his tiny little body that moves kind of in that uncanny way like Benjamin Button. And he's just, his legs and arms are going so fast. And he's uh, just zooming, zooming through the woods like he, like he's uh, Luke Skywalker on a speeder bike. Okay, furthermore, furthermore, are his facial features a uh, regular size on a giant head? Ooh. Or does he have big old nose and big mouth and eyes? And Now we're getting into like uh, Dick Tracy territory. Yeah. Hey, tiny face. <laughs> or, uh... I think, I think. I like it if it's just like a completely normal, per, like a, 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 a everything mm-hmm. looks normal if you don't see it in the context of it being five feet. Five I, feet I think tall. that's right too because I, I was just thinking about it and and with your Dick Tracy villains, they never had two wildly uh, strange characteristics that that make it confusing. Because mm-hmm. uh, would we call this guy big head or tiny face? Right, right, and and, and it, it needs to be succinct face. like that. Yeah, like he, 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 
they, they yeah it's a regular face they even out <laughs> so that's weird and that's weird and uh once you once you uh what solve for x or that would be great if D- dick tracy had a had a nemesis called regular face and they're like why do they call him regular face and then everything else about him is very fucked up <laughs> he's like a He's a flaming football, but he has a, just a regular face on 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 the football. Mm-hmm. That's Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three. I got another one here. All right, what do you got? This is called Magic to Do. Wow. Or Magic to Do. So it could be like, listen, everybody get ready because we've got some magic to do. Or... This could just be a to-do list, but it's magical. So it, it like I, I guess that this would be the list that you have. The to-do list would be like, uh, don't forget to uh, start the fire under the cauldron. Uh, I need to go to the store. I need to get Eye of Newt and Wing of mm-hmm. Bat. That that's if you're taking it into your own hands. But we could also look at it as a like a we're making prayers to the magicians trying to oh, give them yeah. some sort of uh, idea of what sort of, uh, you know, if they care about us, if they're not being George Clooney's about this whole thing, uh, possibly, you know, bless, bless my, my tomato garden. Yeah. Listen, that is, I, I would love to have some, and I don't, I don't care what it takes. You want me to spill the blood of the firstborn Clooney in my garden, I'll do it. Yeah. You sick freak David Copperfield, I'll, I'll send you my firstborn. <laughs> it's uh, going to have everyone over for a big barbecue, and I'll be like, I hope everyone's enjoying the grilled zucchini. Uh, I, I, I'd like to give a toast to the man who made it all possible. And it's just a blood-stained David Copperfield standing <laughs> over the garden with a ceremonial dagger in his hand. Couldn't have done it without you. All right, do you have another another Podtron idea? Um, I do. Uh, and uh, sticking with the theme, this one is Easy Magic. Ooh. And uh, that's magic that's a little bit more my speed. Because... Uh, as a you know, a cool guy, I've always wanted to be able to do magic. <laughs> um, but uh, um, my my hands aren't quite dexterous enough to really pull much of it off. So I, I think that that uh, I need the easy magic, which uh, in uh, from from what I I can tell, that's real magic. Oh yeah, you know, like a point and click kind of magic. Yeah, so I'm not. Thinking... I'm not looking for like a a wildly ridiculous recipe. Where you brought up Eye of Newt, and uh, I can never catch them to pop those little eyeballs out. Um, so I, I'm, I'm talking uh, wand based magic that works. Okay, I was gonna suggest that you could go to like your uh, local toy store and get one of those beginner magic kits and the cardboard suitcase mm-hmm. did they still have uh toy stores uh yeah th- but they're all the kind that are like 
called like the wisdom tree and then you know they sell playmobile oh, the, the bad toy stores. the really expensive <laughs> toy stores where it's all educational shit yeah they're like but, yeah but, this but is also, all stuff to you shape walk in these there kids as a kid and you're like i don't want any of oh, this no oh no yeah you took me to the one that has the super expensive plastic animals yeah it's like the only thing that i'm like well i guess that i could have fun with this it's a it's a plastic alligator it doesn't move or anything and then grandma's like oh oh my it's this thing's twenty dollars no put it back the only thing you can afford in there is like a some sort of a fake gold coin with a a picture of george washington carver on it for some reason now do you think it's actually gold or is it a peanut color Ooh. And I, I think that might be a good idea uh, to make peanut coins. Peanut coins. They We're going are, to solve the coin shortage they, and they, the peanut surplus. They uh, can be used as currency, but also as sustenance. Mm-hmm. We're, it, so we have to figure out exactly how much... Uh, I, I'm going to guess it takes about three peanuts to make a peanut coin. So how much are three peanuts worth? That's how much a peanut coin is worth. I'd say we just go one to one. All right. Maybe maybe we go a little higher so that we solve inflation with this. What we need to do is get, we need to amass peanuts before we announce that we're switching over to the peanut standard. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? I say we wait for another peanut farmer to become president and then swoop in and uh, buy up no, that peanut is- farm for super cheap. I'm saying that we become the peanut farmer, okay, and then we become presidents, and then we refuse to divest. <laughs> the The reign of the peanut has begun. We both have the like Mr. Peanut costume, mm-hmm. <laughs> sword fighting with our canes on the on the National Mall. Excellent. There they are, the peanut presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the first peanut president, these two are very fancy. Yeah. They always in a full tuxedo with a top hat. They they looked at history and said, America loved the idea of a peanut president, but the last one was too boring. We can fix that. We gonna we gonna give him some razzle dazzle. <laughs> He's skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah. It's actually yeah. It's two guys. And we and we have uh we have a special motorcycle made. It's mm-hmm. like a motorcycle but instead of a sidecar, it's just another motorcycle. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. Don't we have to uh, we we have to synchronize uh <laughs> the speed at which we're motorcycling for <laughs> We can't agree on which on which route to take the presidential parade. We're both trying to turn in different directions. That's yeah. Also, in our presidency, our dual peanut presidency, we we lead the parade. It's not a set route. Yeah. So if you see us coming, you just got to get out of the way like we're an ambulance. You're like, oh, shit, it's the president. He's coming up behind us. 
get over on the shoulder, honey. I can see the yeah. president. And we just uh, leave in our wake uh, peanut shells that we've thrown on the ground and uh, everyone who uh, didn't get out of the way of our <laughs> peanut cycles, <laughs> dueling peanut cycles. Well, folks, thank you for listening. I hope that we can count on your vote. And uh, also, we we trust that you'll keep that information under your hat. If you notice, uh, you know, a lot of the peanut farms in your neighborhood are being bought up by some uh, shadowy corporation. Some shell corporations. <laughs> if you have an idea for a podcast, write into us. We don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Or call the podcast hotline, 702-763-2277. That's 702-PODCASP. Leave us a review. If you want to hear... Oh, we didn't pick we one. We didn't pick oh, one Oh, my yet. God, we didn't pick one. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. Could you imagine? Oh. All right. So, just to recap, we have... that. That's my mantra. What did you do to be here? Tough Beat. World's first audio puppet show. <clears throat> the one where we uh, say even older things. George Clooney does not care about you. Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three. Magic to do and easy magic. Okay. I feel like. I where feel like I'm, the world. Okay, go where, ahead. Where I'm at is. Uh, it seems like the uh, audio puppet show would probably be the most work that's exactly what i was about it's a very good idea so uh if if it's something that you want to do i do like that idea a lot however i think i like uh sleepy hollow episodes two through three a lot too i do like sleepy hollow episodes two through three and and that lets us i'll be honest it took the podtron quite a while to generate those three little Five second clips of Joe Biden and Eminem talking. I don't know that if we gave him a full hour script, uh, he'd be able to churn it out in time for the weekend. Okay. But Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three, that does let us uh, flex those creative writing muscles a little bit without having to uh, flex the capabilities of our artificial intelligence. So, folks, there you have it. Sleepy Hollow episodes two through three over at patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. You can sign up to support the show. You'll get access to a private RSS feed that allows you to listen to all of our old episodes on your podcast player of choice as long as as well as and as long as long as you don't screw this up. We'll let you have a new a new bonus episode every weekend. Now, that's it. We're actually done. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. And I'm Andrew James Estes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.